TPer and an illustrator for lots of Dojin games, including lately a lot of trick taking games, like one that we've recently been playing, Somnia, which I really love what you did with the box on this one.、Um, but lately in abroad, she has been lately linked with 535's reprint and Nana. So please welcome to the board game Dojo Sai Beppu. Sai Beppu, hello. Hello. Good morning. Good evening. Hello,、hey. it's, evening, it's evening for you, right? It's like 9 p.m.?、There? Yes. Now, in Japan, it's 9 p.m. Yes. Oh my gosh, 9 p.m. You're doing this. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, important to me personally, for the first time on the board game JoJo, she is showing her face, but she is constantly a part of the board game JoJo. It's my Sumachan. Hi, Sumachan. Hi, how are you? I can, I, I can see you、yeah. from across the room. Hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's Eric from the future. Just want to let you know what you're going to see and hear during this interview. So, this interview took place 99% in Japanese, but to make it easier to listen to for our podcast audience and those on YouTube to follow along, you are just going to hear my question in English, see Sai responding if you are on YouTube, but hear Sumachan's English translation dubbed over it. If Sai gave an English response, you'll hear Sai's voice instead. If you hear me say something in Japanese, I immediately said it in English the next sentence. So there shouldn't be anything in Japanese during the interview that isn't translated. Okay, that's that. Hope you enjoyed the interview. Let's get back to it. So, my first question, though, is a very important question, and it is actually for both of you. Are you Team Kinoko or Team Takenoko? Takenoko no ha or Kinoko no ha? This is a very important question. To start the interview with. For those who are not in Japan, while you are thinking, for those who are not in Japan, there is a very、uh, popular battle between Meiji snacks.、Mm -hmm. So, Takenoko is a chocolate covered cookie, and Kinoko is a chocolate covered cracker. And it is, it is known as the, what is it, Takenoko Kinoko no Senso,、mm -hmm. right? The Takenoko Kinoko War. It's like a mushroom yes, bamboo war. Yes.、Mm -hmm. So, Saisa, which team are you, Takenoko no ha or Kinoko no ha? <laughs> Actually, I'm neither Takenoko nor Kinoko. I'm Team Kirikabu. That's cheating. Zuru Kashikoi this. That's beautiful, not Meiji. I, I like this. Okay, okay. Yeah, not mushroom, no, yes, Kirikabu. Okay. Yes. Because you're today's guest, that's okay, but usually that's cheating. You can't do that. And Sumachan,、yes. you're.、Okay. Uh, I prefer Kinoko. I prefer Kinoko, usually. Ah, Kinoko no ha. Kinoko ha. Kinoko ha. Kinoko ha. Kinoko ha. All right. That was just a warm up question, so we can get used to each other. Just a warm up. All right. So、yeah. now we're going to get to the actual interview questions. So, the first question for you, Sai, that I want to know 
and I try to ask this for everybody, is how did you get interested in card games and board games? First off, I started playing games with my friends. At the time, Wolf was really popular, but you needed a lot of people to play that game. So, I found One Night Wolf at the store and decided to buy it because I could play with less people. That's what got me started in board games and card games. Oh, that's really cool. I really like One Night Ultimate Werewolf. That was <laughs> that that was one of my first uh, board games as well. Hmm. So, and I used to play it with my students in my with in high school. My students oh. love One Night hmm. Werewolf. Oh, really? I think because they could kill the teacher and it would be okay. <laughs> okay, so then the next question, and this is a little bit separate from board games, but how did you get into art? Since I was a teenager, I used to read manga, especially jump manga. I would draw manga too. My favorite manga was Naruto. Because of that, I joined a high school that specialized in art. That's how I got started drawing. Wow, that's really cool. Because I think you got into manga with the same kind of manga that、uh, lots of people abroad get into manga with. And it's kind of amazing. Did you specialize in a certain kind of art in school? Yes, graphic design and visual design. I did acrylics on large B1 size paper, which is different than traditional oil painting. I used acrylics to do posters and advertisements, which is more commercial. That actually perfectly leads me to my next question. That's so cool. So, how did you then go from Liking board games and liking art to then start working in board games with art. Well, yeah. Actually, I started doing design for board games after I had already started working. One of my friends in my game group designed a Dojin board game and wanted to sell the game at the、um, 2016 Tokyo Game Market. So, they asked me to help to do the design for the game. Can you tell us the name of the first board game that that was that you helped your friend in? Quiz Worker Placement. Worker Placement,、uh, published by Oresenyo Games. It's a quiz、mm. game. That sounds interesting. I need to, I need to find that one. <laughs> go through the career, like starting size first game and then go through the next ones. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> But that actually、uh, brings me to my next question. You're good at this interview thing.、Um, is, can you tell us a little bit of how your career went from? So, you studied graphic design and visual design in school, and then you helped your friend with a board game. Can you tell us a little bit more about how your career has grown and changed starting from that first game? Because my family struggled financially. After I graduated high school, 
I joined the workforce immediately. Most of my friends went to art colleges, but I didn't. So I felt that I learned a lot of real-world lessons early. Um, I mainly work designing brochures, posters, and package design. Things like that. Board games are also made of paper, so it got me thinking about working in board games. Cool, you took a very uh, non. Oh man, what am I? What am I thinking of? Hmm. You took a very innovative route to it. A very non-common route. So my next question: I am not a designer, so I don't know what the design process is like for working with the the game designer and illustrator. That uh, relationship. So my next question is, what is your design process like? Uh, well, um, there are actually two patterns that typically happen. One is that the board game designer gives me explicit or specific requirements, and then I do that. Oh, the other one is that there is no theme at all, and I get to come up with an idea and suggest it to the author. That's the pattern that I prefer. Ah, uh, that was going to be uh, a question. My follow-up question was, which one do you prefer? Actually, is there a um, is there a project so far that you've really liked that you've worked on that you got to design for? Do you know Nakosu Dice? Yeah, I know Nokosu Dice. It is、uh, a bit <laughs> infamous for being very hard to get now because so many people love that game. So Nokosu Dice, this this game is very memorable work because I'm so interested in playing Nokosu Dice before、uh, since the Nokosu Dice was indie games. In、uh, Nokosu Dice is a, like trick-taking game, and one day, like I got an offer to redesign the game, then I really wanted to focus on this project, so I quit my job, and then I designed Nokosu Dice as a freelance for the first time. Wow, that is such a big risk that you took, but I think everybody is happy that you took that risk, because not only is Nokosu Dice really, really good, but everything that's followed. Yeah, the people I work with are really nice, so that's why I succeeded. I think the next question is a bit more of a personal、um, liking question because I like to throw in some questions that are about you as a gamer as well. What is your favorite genre of game, and who do you normally play with? Oh, my favorite genre of game is trick taking. I also like old Euro games and games where you use your senses, like Dixit. Now I live in Kyoto, so I often go to board game cafes with my friends. Cool. All right. Yeah, Euros are really good, and it makes sense that you like trick taking games. So you you do illustrations for them, and you're. Good at designing and making them easy to understand because you would be the one who needs to read the rules for those. So another thing that you do is you work a lot in localizing games to Japan. What is the process like to localize games? Uh, well, um, I usually get an offer from various small publishers in Japan. From there, I replace the original language with Japanese. For the box cover, Japanese people 
actually usually prefer the original box design. So when I change the title on the box, I try not to ruin the original artwork and design. That's usually the main point I care about. Interesting. So is there something you specific? I know you said、um, that. A lot of companies will ask you or hire you to do something, but is there something specific you personally look for when deciding what games to localize? <laughs> okay, um, I really don't know how much input I get for picking, but if I could pick, I would want the Ravensburger. Aliyah series. I'm not sure if they will ever do a reprint, but one day, if they decide to do one, I'd love to do a Japanese version. Yeah, Ravensburger is a big publisher for sure. That would be really cool. I think、mm. it'd be good for Japan for sure.、Um, so the next one, I think something that's important in localization is kind of the board game scene that is in Japan. So. The podcast listeners and YouTube audience have heard me kind of describe the Japanese board game card game scene. Can you? How would you describe the Japanese board game scene? Uh, I think Japanese board game culture started from komike, which means comic culture or comic market. At the comic market. Japanese fans draw what they like and make prints with their own money and try to sell it. That kind of turned into board games, or really the board game market. Designers will try to sell their games not through a publisher but by themselves. I think this culture makes selling your own games easier because it lowers the barrier to entry to sales, and I think that's what Japanese board game culture is. So, do you think it's accurate to say that while maybe、uh, foreign companies, maybe like a Ravensburger, but、uh, foreign countries are more focused on using a publisher, whereas Japanese board games are more for dojin games?、Mm, so yeah, exactly. All right, so、uh, back to、uh, more of a personal question for you,、uh, Sai San. So a lot of people have learned about you lately due to the success, whether it's a、uh, Portland Game Collective's Kickstarter for Five Three Five. I think you're working on Haggis for them too.、Um, and but I think one of the biggest ones that I've heard your name most often for is Nana. And in Nana, you need to add two sets of cards to Equal seven. So I want to ask you two questions that equal seven. So the first one is three. What are your top three favorite games? Ooh, this is a tough question. The ranking is not important. Don't worry about the ranking. Just three. Nokosu dice. Code name. Hagis. This. So you have、yes. one trick taker, one climber, shutter, and then one party. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you really are an omni gamer. We say omni gamer in English. Do you say that in Japanese? This is my first time hearing the word. Is it like all rounder? Yeah, we say omni gamer for like you can play anything. Eh,、uh, I'm omni gamer. <laughs> 
that was that was such a good example of like I hope everybody saw that that was like the most Japanese response you will ever hear of somebody going hey. <laughs> yeah everyone says that I, I started saying it a lot too so that was your three so now in order to get to seven we need a set of four so what are your top four favorite art in games like what games have the best art to you um, first, Foppen, then Chow Chow, and Toa, then Ghost Chase. Do you know? <laughs> yeah, nothing recent. Yes. Why do you like those art? Why, why do you like those the best? I like these games because they're designed by hand. I love hand-drawn art. Like this. Especially with black lines. Awesome. Well, I will put... Um, if you're on YouTube, I will throw those on the screen as she's talking about them. But if you are listening to it as a podcast, I will put links to those games that she just mentioned below so you can go look them up later. Later, if you're driving. Oh, thank you. So, Sai, who are your... This kind of actually goes well because of what you like in uh, board game art. But who are your biggest artistic influences? It doesn't have to be board game artists. But then, do you have a favorite board game artist other than yourself? Um, to be honest, I don't really have any particular influences. Board game or not, but I do like one, Doris Mateus. I want to be the Japanese version of her. In Japanese, we call her Doris Mateus. I don't know abroad. I'll have to. I'll have to look that one up later. Thank you. No, no, you probably seen her before. She did the art for Carcassonne. Oh, yes. Ah, okay, 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 okay. I, I just didn't know the name. I should really pay more attention to artist names. I'm hoping in, in all of our podcasts, we always say the designer and the artist. And I hope that more people do that because the art is such a key part of the game. Saison, if you could work with anyone in board gaming to do the layout or art for their game, who would you want to work with? So, this Mm, well, um, uh, another tough question. In Japan, Taiki Shinzawa, because he makes lots of trick takers. In terms of foreign game designers, I like to work with Michael Schacht. Oh man, if you made, if you did a collaboration with Taiki Shinzawa, I am pretty sure the world of trick-taking would explode. <laughs> I don't think they could keep that game in stock because I think like yeah. probably Taiki Shinzawa was the most famous trick-taking like designer from Japan right. and then add your art. Yes. I think you can you would sell that for 200 US dollars. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, I think so to you. So then, let's just make it now. All right, so on the Board Game Dojo, June 22nd, we are recording this. We are going to make this happen. That Sai Beppu and Taiki Shinzawa are going to work together 
And Board Game Dojo gets 1% of the profits because it happened on our show. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that was quick. That was an easy negotiation. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's let's move on to the next question. I know it's getting late for you. So we just, we only have a few more questions for you. Um, in previous interviews, so kind of moving from uh, localization and your design process to kind of different designing the game itself to designing rule books. You talked about in a previous interview with Bez, and I will uh, link the interview up here on YouTube or down below if you're listening to on podcast. You talked about really enjoying designing rule books to make it easier to understand the rules. How do you do that? What do you do to make it as easy as possible to understand the rules? Fundamentally, the rules are written by somebody, and then they send me the first draft. I try to read the rules and add some words and reorder the rules themselves. Because where you put the rules and how you lay out the rules and illustrations is really important. Because they're re related. So, I make suggestions for this. For example, I care a lot about the reader's eye movement. So, I put the illustration close to the related rule, or I put the figure close to the rule it relates to. Wow, it's those little details that you don't notice that can make a rule book just a little bit easier to understand, can turn a good rule book into a great rule book. It could be risky though, because some publishers might be annoyed with it and say, that's not your job. Yeah, that, that seems like a challenge. How do you, is there a publisher that you work with specifically that allows you to do that a lot? So, yeah, fortunately, most of the publishers I work with now accept my edits and recommendations. Oh, that's good to hear. That's really good to hear. Uh, so only a couple more questions, and they're actually more um, just general questions. Um, as board games become more popular, I think we're going to get more people who want to do what you do. So do you have any advice for people who maybe want to do anything like uh, designing rule books or doing card game illustrations or really just doing what you do? Any advice? So this net. Mm, yeah, if I can say, don't forget to enjoy yourself. That's important. Daiji. Daiji. That's, that's really important. Yes. Important. Yes. And finally, for you, uh, is there anything we should be looking forward to? What is coming up for Sai Pepe? Oh, this is secret. Top secret. This is a board game dojo exclusive that I'm not sure I'm supposed to tell. But um, let's go. I'm working on a remake of a Reiner Knizia game, and I'm also working on some reprints of currently out of stock trick takers. Lots of projects going on that I'm looking forward to. Oh, that is so exciting! Not not just the exclusive, not just the exclusive part, but also that that kind of stuff is coming. <laughs> Actually, this year, a game with my art will be sold at 
Essenspiel in Germany for the first time. So I'm really excited about that. We are going to Essenspiel probably this year, oh, actually. Really? Really? Are oh. you going to be there? Yes. You're going to be there? Yes. Yes. Let's let's meet uh, us. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll play uh we'll play some trick taking games. Ah yes, yes. Let's play. Yeah. Awesome. That that's really exciting. That's like a nice way to end it. <laughs> that's that's really exciting news. Um if people want to uh find you, where can they find you? Are you on Twitter? Are you on Instagram? Where can they find your work and kind of keep up with you? Twitter, please. I'm on Twitter. Okay, and I act We'll uh, put the link to Sai's Twitter in the show notes so that if you want to go follow Sai's Twitter account, you absolutely can. Well, that is going to be all the time that we have for today's interview. Sima-chan, Sai-san, thank you so much. Thank you. It was fun. I hope you had fun. Yay. And that would be it. Thank you very much for listening and watching today. いつもありがとうございます。Until next time, じゃあね。